Hey, PT listeners, we've been working on something special at Tier 11, something that I can say without exaggeration or without hesitation will produce better ad optimization and increased conversions and have a profound impact on the amount of data you can send back to all your ad platforms. That includes Meta, that includes TikTok, that includes Google, and we call it X-Ray Tag. And it's only available to Tier 11 customers. A lot of businesses think that it's Black Friday, it's the holiday season, and once they actually get through that, then they'll worry about next year. Well, now is the time for you to start gathering all the data that you can to set yourself and your business up for success in 2024. X-Ray Tag replaces all the potpourri of pixels, cappies, cookies with one single implementation that sends higher quality first-party data back to all your ad platforms. In fact, in our early testing, we've seen a 40 to 100% increase in event matching quality, aka EMQs in Meta, which translates into better ad optimization and increased conversions. So if you feel like your ads are flying blind, head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray to get early access. Clients to sign up before the end of the year, move to the front of the line, and we are only offering this for the PT listener like yourself. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray. Don't miss out. Any amount of money you put into Instagram right now is going to pay you back 10, 20 to 100 fold one to two years from now. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, and welcome to episode 132 of Perpetual Traffic. On today's episode, I am going to be taking you through a system. I'm going to show you how to build a true perpetual traffic machine. Really excited to go through this with you today. It's a continuation of the conversation we had last week on episode 131 with Ralph, Molly, and myself. Now today it's going to be just me and I'm going to take you through this simple three-tiered system that I call the BCS Triangle. So this is Dominate Web Media's BCS Triangle. Bravo, Charlie Sierra. And what it is, is it's an upside down triangle. So essentially, it's a funnel, right? It's a two-dimensional sales funnel. But I draw it out like a triangle. And so all three points are connected. So you can visualize this while you're listening to the episode. And I think you'll be able to visualize it pretty good, even if you cannot see the graphic. But if you want to look at the graphic, you can download it. I've got a free download. You can go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash BCS. And I'm giving away this download. And actually, we've got some free trainings, free webinar trainings going over the next few days. And so you can register for that training as well if you want, where I go through it in a much deeper fashion visually. And uh, if we're done with those trainings, by the time you hear this, then uh, we'll just have a simple download. But let's get right into it. The BCS Triangle is really a continuation of episode 131, which was last week with Ralph, Molly, and myself. And we were talking about some of the algorithm changes and and the pricing settling as we head into 2018, as well as strategies for scaling out your campaigns when you can't just add budget, as well as 
troubleshooting your campaigns, figuring out when you might need to add some more creatives or rotate out some creatives. So this is really a continuation of that. It's a separate topic. So listening to 131 is not essential. That does not have to be a prequel episode. So you can go ahead and listen to that after this episode. Let's get right into it. So the Perpetual Traffic Podcast you're listening to right now was really inspired by this system that I'm talking about. And we talked about this a lot at the beginning of this show, back on episodes one, two, and three, our traffic system. And this is very similar, except what I've done is I've kind of simplified it as well as taken into consideration all of the recent changes with video ads and Facebook Lives and the way the conversion objectives work these days. The other thing that's very important is a lot of people, when they first listen to those first few episodes, I think a lot of people thought about that process in sort of a linear fashion. Like if you were going to promote, say, an article on a blog, for example, people would think that you'd have to run traffic to that blog, cold audiences, and then anybody that visited the blog and didn't opt in or didn't buy, then you would target your lead magnet campaign or your sales focus campaign only to those warm audiences that visited the blog but didn't yet buy. And that can be confusing. And so that strategy still works amazing, but you want to think about it in more in terms of running those campaigns simultaneously. So if you've got branding or goodwill campaigns that are helping build awareness, then yes, you're going to retarget anybody that sees those ads or lands on those pages with your conversion-focused campaigns, but you're also going to target cold audiences with your conversion-focused campaigns. So you're going to be running these simultaneously, warm audiences and cold audiences. So once again, if you want to go to the download, just go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash BCS. So whether you have it or not, just visualize this upside down triangle with three sections. If you're drawing it on paper, you're going to draw the upside down triangle and then you're going to draw two lines straight across, two horizontal lines in the middle. One about two thirds of the way up and another one about a third of the way up. And the top section is going to be fairly narrow and then the middle section is going to be pretty fat. That's going to be pretty wide. That's your that's your biggest section. That's going to be 50 to 70% of your budget. And I'm going to explain to you how to split up your ad budget, your Facebook and your Instagram ads. And really the same goes if you're running YouTube and Pinterest, Snapchat ads as well. The same exact frameworks will work in any of those other platforms. But I'm just going to kind of use the lingo of Facebook and Instagram to keep it simple today because that's really interruption marketing. And so that's why this is important. A lot of people do not have intent when you're targeting them with your ads on Facebook and Instagram. They're just in your target audience. Think about these three sections as three separate tiers or sections or layers. And each section has its own unique mission, basically a separate campaign focused on a specific goal or objective. And the top of the pyramid is going to be focused on branding and goodwill, hence the B. The middle section is focused on conversions. That's where the C is in BCS. And the bottom section is smart retargeting. So you got branding and goodwill at the top, conversions in the middle, and the bottom is smart retargeting. Now I'm going to get into some specifics of the types of content, the types of ad, what you want in your ad, where to find this content. Uh, The top section of this, you probably already have content published that you can just take and repurpose. And I'm going to get into the middle and the bottom as well. 
First of all, let's talk about the budgets. What I recommend in general, now of course every situation is different, but in general, I want you spending 10 to 20% of your budget on that top section, the branding and goodwill, generating awareness and building those custom audiences and just making connections at the heart, subconscious level with people. And then in the middle section, that's gonna be 50 to 70% of your overall budget. And that's gonna be a conversion focused campaign. The best way to launch a campaign in in this section here, if you wanna target big, broad, cold audiences or just any cold traffic in general is to use the Eddie formula, which we've talked about on previous episodes. Eddie formula is E-D-I-E and it stands for having an ad, maybe it's a longer copy ad or maybe it's a video ad that educates, demonstrates, informs, and or entertains. So you don't have to have all four of those, but if you can have an ad that has two or three of those in one ad, it really is a game changer and you wanna focus a good percentage of your budget. And actually the way I suggest launching a campaign like this, if you're just getting ready to get started and you say, you know what, Keith, I wanna follow your lead and I wanna have a campaign in, in each segment of this BCS triangle. What I would recommend doing is focusing on that middle section first. That's the bulk of your budget, and that's also where you're going to generate your ROI. If you put all your energy and time into that top layer, it's going to be tough to get your good ROI out of that right away. So I tell people to do the middle section first, get that running, start generating some ROI, and then get that momentum, get that campaign running, and then go launch a campaign in the top section. And chances are you already have a video on YouTube, an article that's a blog that you could take and you could literally take that content and copy most of the content from the blog post, paste it right into Facebook, adjust anything as necessary for the formatting, voila, there you go. You've got a branding campaign and you can have a soft call to action, maybe a URL to your homepage on that. Sometimes if you're wanting to build up your Instagram, you might just have your destination, your Instagram profile and ask people to follow you because any amount of money you put into Instagram right now is going to pay you back 10 20 to 100 fold one to two years from now because of how cheap these impressions are compared to where they're going to be and where they're headed right now, as well as the organic reach you're getting on Instagram. And so if you can build that using the paid version faster, then you can amplify your message much faster and get more organic reach. So let's go back to the middle section. What I want you to do is I want you to focus on getting those conversions, getting that conversion campaign up. Now we've talked about this in a lot of episodes, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but basically If you think about any audience on Facebook, let's say it's a 2 million person audience of people that all like health and fitness, or maybe it's a 10 million person audience that are into health and fitness. doesn't matter. Within that 2 million or 10 million person audience, there's only going to be 5%, maybe 10% of people in that audience that have intent right now that are actively searching for a solution. The other 90 to 95% of people are not. They don't have intent, but they are your potential target audience. So you've got to use your education-based advertising to put your message out in front of those people, make them aware of a problem or a solution that they didn't know existed, and then show them how your product or service makes it easier, faster, cheaper, simpler to achieve that end result, period. If you sell something health-related, maybe you show them these amazing foods and what they do for your body. Or maybe you sell a pet supplement and talk about these nutrients and what they do for pets or dogs, 
bones in their hips and why it's so frustrating that no dog food out there has this in it or there's no supplements for dogs. So you created your own. So there's ways you can do this and you can listen to previous episodes to dial that in. And so now let's say you're spending $10 a day on your campaigns, then you might be spending all $10 of that right now because this is your first campaign. So you're going to put 10 bucks a day into conversions. And then tomorrow or maybe next week, we're going to say, oh, you know what? I've got this great YouTube video that's giving tons of value on, you know, the top five most healthy and delicious foods for dogs. And I can take that and Facebook guys it is what we call it. So take that video, upload it into Facebook and write a little post. There you go. And now I might start spending one to $2 a day on, on that segment, right? So remember 10 to 20% of your overall budget. So if I'm spending $100 a day, then I'm going to spend maybe $10 or $20 a day on this section, the top of the triangle. And so when it comes to the top of the triangle, though, people want to know what metrics to focus on. So what you want to think about and understand is this is a long-term play. A lot of the positive benefits that come out of this are actually exponential, but they take some time, sometimes six months or longer to really make that subconscious branding impact. Uh, A lot of times you'll start seeing results after about 90 days, but what this is gonna do is it's really gonna be a driver for the success of your conversion-focused campaigns and your smart retargeting campaigns, which are focused on generating sales, the, the very bottom of the pyramid. And so at the top, you might be running a video views campaign if it's a video. Or if it's a long copy or if it's just an inspirational post that you're boosting, you might run a page post engagement campaign if it's not a video. And so you're not going to be focusing so much on ROI up here. You're going to be focusing on impressions, cost per impressions, reach, video views, cost per video views. So it's all relevant. That's what you're going to be focusing on. And maybe you have a Facebook Live or a YouTube Live. That's a great one to do here. Now, some Facebook Lives, this is a little more of a ninja thing, more of a advanced strategy. But if you've got a Facebook live that has some soft calls to actions throughout, you could test running that as a website conversions campaign, as well as another campaign running as a video view objective campaign. Both of those now are running simultaneously. The video view objective is getting way cheaper videos. So you're getting sometimes three to four to eight times more reach, way cheaper but you're not making a lot of conversions, but that's okay because you're targeting people maybe that are slower decision makers. And a lot of times those people are the customers that last forever. They're the ones that when they refer one of their friends to your brand, they trust them. They might take a longer time making a decision with anything in life, but when they do, they go all in. And so sometimes people are missing these amazing types of personalities. Those people that have slower decision-making process. We call those buyer behaviors or social buyer personas. And so if you have a campaign that's running as video views or page post engagement or brand reach, then you can reach those different types of people. And then eventually those guys are going to see your conversion focus campaign and they're going to convert. Let's say you're running one of your branding and goodwill campaigns to people that own dogs And this lady saw your branding and goodwill campaign talking about, you know, five delicious foods, but uh, she hasn't taken action yet. She hasn't opted in or anything, but three days later, she's out walking her dog around the block 
And she notices something. The dog just kind of like winces a little bit. She, that she just doesn't seem comfortable, her dog. And she instinctively, immediately thinks of your brand because she saw those educational, great videos or posts. And guess what she does when she goes back home or what she does right now with her phone? She pulls up Google and searches your brand. That's what happens. And so now you have a machine. You have these campaigns at the top of the funnel that are building awareness, building trust, building goodwill, building your custom audiences for cheaper than you've ever built before. And then now you have a conversion focused campaign or maybe multiple ads running in the middle tier with 50 to 60 to 70% of your budget, maybe 80 or 90% depending on where you're at. But problem is, is most people are spending 80% of their budget on conversions and 20% on retargeting or, or 70, 30. And they're just burning their audiences out so fast. I hope this is starting to make some sense to you because if you can just grasp the concept here, I really know it can change the game in a big way for your brand or your client's brands. Let's talk about the bottom of the triangle for just a minute. The bottom of the triangle is what I call smart retargeting. And this is where you have product-focused messaging. So maybe if you have an e-commerce or Shopify store, then you have DPA ads that are just running automatically once you set them up. Those are dynamic product ads. So Facebook will show a relevant ad based on whatever product that user visited and didn't buy. So if they went to your shopping cart, if they went all the way to the end, but didn't buy, if they were just on your product pages, um, there's lots of different ways to set these up, but you can have ads running to people, maybe a coupon or an expiration or something like that based on their behavior. Now, if you don't have a, an e-commerce store, let's say you're selling a digital product or you're selling a software as a service, then it's simple. The bottom of the triangle, your smart retargeting, is going to be, like I said, product-focused messaging, focused on the goal is to generate sales. So you might have an ad that's targeting anybody that's visited your sales page or checkout page, and just keep it simple. And that's gonna be focused more on the features and benefits of your product, overcoming objections, showing some you know, case studies or testimonials, maybe digging a little bit more into that challenger frustration that people are having and how your product or service will help them solve that problem. For example, a simple way to do this one is, is if you have a sales video already, take that sucker and slap it up to Facebook. Facebook eyes it. Like I said before, upload that video, put whatever necessary ad copy into it and run that as a video ad targeting only people who have shown interest, who have visited your sales page or a relevant product page. And that will work probably better than anything else. If you don't have that, then take some sales copy on your sales page or product page or product description and turn that into your ad. It's that simple. So this type of messaging, I don't recommend doing this if you're targeting big, broad audiences, even if they're targeted, their interests and look like audiences based on you know what you know, the types of people that will potentially like to buy your product. We like to lead with education for all the reasons we've talked about before. But for these folks, these are smaller audiences. They've already shown interest. You want to get right into it. You don't need to re-educate them and make them aware of why they need your product. You want to get right into it there. So think about the bottom of the triangle, the smart retargeting, where you're focusing on sales. 
as like if you were a real estate investor, this would be where you're selling the home, right? This is where you're taking profits. If you're a stock market investor or a trader, Forex trader, whatever it is, this is where you're selling a position. It's just, boom, it's pretty easy money, right? But the problem is, is that if you're not focusing most of your energy on turning cold audiences into warm audiences, bringing visitors to your product pages that are not skeptical, that want to consume your product, then you're going to have a lot better success with those retargeting ads than if you just use the typical curiosity-based stuff and really just all fear-based ads higher up in the funnel. So if you do the strategy that I'm talking about here, the bottom of the funnel is just going to be that much more profitable and your audiences are going to be bigger in that warm retargeted audience. So think about the whole triangle as a real estate investing. So the, the top of the triangle, the branding and goodwill, that would be maybe like a buy and hold type of deal or buy, fix up, rent and hold. So I might buy a duplex or a fourplex, you know, fix it up at all if I need to, rent it out for five years, 10 years, 30 years, depending on your situation, and then sell it. So I'm making a little bit of cash flow along the way, maybe just breaking even initially after a couple of years, starting to make some cash flow, depending on how the market is. But then if I sell that thing 20 years later, all of a sudden I've got a lot of equity and I walk away with 800,000 or $2 million. And that's the top of the funnel. Okay. The middle of the triangle, the conversion focused campaigns, that's kind of like fix and flip, right? You're flipping houses. That's what that is. That's where you're generating cash flow. You're, you're using these campaigns to generate cash flow to get momentum to continue to be able to add in some longer term plays. So people that really build wealth in real estate are doing all three. They are fixing and flipping. They're wholesaling. They're selling positions. They're, they're wholesaling because they've got so much volume and they also have rental properties, multi-unit properties, commercial properties. And so with your Facebook ads, that's how you can do the same thing. Let's do a quick recap now. All right, the top section is your branding and goodwill. Once again, you can download this at dominatewebmedia.com forward slash BCS, not bowl championship series, you know, not the college football championship series, but the BCS triangle. And it'll either be a free download or you'll be registering for a free training and you'll get that as part of the uh, registration, okay? Now, the top section, Brandon and Goodwill, you are focusing on just doing that building awareness, building brand, building warm custom audiences. Primary metrics, let's talk about, I know a lot of you guys that are numbers-based, you want some numbers. So I'm just gonna give you some quick primary metrics to pay attention to. On the top section, you're gonna wanna pay attention to impressions and CPMs, cost per impressions. Cost per thousand impressions is a CPM reach. If it's a video ad, then focus on your video views and cost per video view. Secondary metrics is your CPA, your cost per action. You're going to be looking at your cost per conversion as well as your return on ad spend. Those are secondary, uh, in my opinion, up here, because remember, this is a longer term play, but you still want to pay close attention to that stuff, but don't turn it off if it's not performing like the bottom two sections, because that's not the purpose of that top section. And that's why it's a smaller budget. All right. The middle section is the conversion focused campaigns. This is where you have education based messaging, education based or entertaining. This is where you're taking unaware people 
making them aware of a problem or making them aware of your product or service and then building desire and building intent. Primary metrics of this section would be CPA. You're going to be focusing on whatever that is, cost per lead, cost per registration, cost per sale. Another primary metric would be return on ad spend. And then relevance. I like to look at relevance as well as that like to share ratio and negative feedback. I kind of, I can kind of consider all three of those part of the same thing. Really, it's all about engagement there. So you're looking at your relevance scores. You're looking at if there's any negative feedback, if you're seeing issues like Ralph talked about on the last episode where we were troubleshooting. And then I love looking at the like to share ratio. And that's not inside Facebook. You have to go and look at the posts yourself, but just look at it and just start paying attention to it. How many reactions do you have? If you have 10 reactions, likes, loves, et cetera, then how many shares are happening at the same time? Because you're gonna get reactions when you run ads. That's just what's gonna happen. It's a collateral benefit because of the volume. But look how many people are sharing it in relation to the total number of reactions. So if you have 100 reactions, likes, loves, et cetera, and 50 shares, then I consider that a two to one ratio. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And so you wanna, what you wanna do here is just compare different ads within your own account and look at some of your competition as well, but, but mostly internally. And that will be more and more important as Facebook continues to implement their new newsfeed algorithm. And secondary metrics here, CPM, CPC reach. And you, you guys, you know what? I know this last section here, this overview, I will go ahead and put a list of the metrics here. And there might be slight changes by the time they're, they're on the show notes because we like to you know update stuff as we, we look and do it more. But we'll have a list of these basic metrics to uh, pay attention to in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 132. And you know what I'll also do? I will also include this list when I send you the uh, the download for that. So if you opt in for the download at dominatewebmedia.com forward slash BCS, I'll throw in uh, this list as well. So the most section, you're gonna focus on CPA, return on ad spend and, and your you know engagement and relevant stuff. Secondary measurements, you know, look at your CPMs, cost per clicks and reach. Those are secondary and also a little bit more about troubleshooting. And then the bottom section of the triangle, your primary metrics are gonna be really return on ad spend. And you're gonna look at your CPA numbers as well, but they should be pretty good. Really, it's all about return on ad spend and it should be a positive ROI there, positive return on ad spend because people have already shown interest into your product. And then the secondary benefits there, take a look at the frequency as well as relevant score. Remember, smaller audiences are always gonna affect your costs. You know, so your cost per click, cost per impression, they're always gonna be higher when you have small retargeting audiences. So don't freak out about that. That's just normal because the algorithm can't really optimize with smaller audiences. So that's why you're going to be focusing on profit, return on ad spend. That's all about the money there. All right. So that's a little overview there. And then when it comes to publishing content for each of these three levels, this really goes for the volume, how much content in the calendar that you should use, as well as the style of content. My number one piece of advice, the most important factor here is be authentic be yourself, be your authentic self or your authentic brand. And so what that means is that if you are better at writing and it's more comfortable, you can create more, 
then with your goodwill content, use written, longer copy posts, inspirational stuff, educational. Don't worry about trying to use video. Don't do that. You want to focus on what is more comfortable with your brand, at least initially, so you can get that momentum. And of course, the more content you have, the better. And the more data you have, the more you can see what people resonate with and what people don't. But the thing is, remember, when you're spending a little bit of money on this stuff on that top layer of the triangle, then it really feels like you're creating a lot more content from the audience's perspective. But maybe you could create one piece of content new once a week. You know, if you're not doing this at all right now, then focus on getting one piece of content every month at least. But remember, if you're already creating a lot of content, publishing a lot of content, just don't be afraid to boost most all of it. That way you can find out what resonates with people by looking at your data. And then the ones that resonate the most, you can turn those ones into your evergreen goodwill brand awareness campaigns that are just running in the background at that, you know, 20, 20 to 30% of your overall budget. Hope that makes sense. Uh, in the middle section, remember here, the more you can just be your authentic voice, talk to people when you're trying to figure out how do I create that Eddie formula ad, record yourself explaining the story of your product or brand to somebody that you just met at a party. Record that down, let Siri or whatever, turn that into text and then turn that into an ad. That's the easiest way. And then the bottom section, I already talked about that. It's more product focused and that's it. Okay, so now my assignment for you is to make it your goal over the next 30 days to get one type of ad for each of these three tiers. My guess is you've probably already got the bottom tier. You've probably already got the middle tier. Well, maybe you think you've got the middle tier, but my guess is that you you might want to go back and listen to episodes 67 and 68, where we talk about the three-step video ad formula, episode 105, which we were talking about the Facebook ad map and what type of ad works with what type of offer that you have, as well as episode 85, where Molly talked about six elements of a high converting ad creative. And then episode 120, where Franny talked about more ad copywriting. So we'll list out some resources in the show notes on how to create effective ad copy, ad creative that get people to convert. But that's really all mostly focused around that that middle tier and a little bit of that bottom tier. But when it comes to the top tier, just you know, take something that you already have done in the past. Don't overthink it. Just get it up. All right, that's it. Get one of each, crush it, and report back. I'd love to hear from you in either the, the Dominant Web Media Facebook Ads University groups or the uh, Digital Marketer Facebook groups. Dominate Web Media is going to have a booth at Traffic of Conversion 2018. Super stoked. And we're going to be right next to the uh, Digital Marketer booth. So come say hi to the Perpetual Traffic crew. Super stoked to see you all. I hope this was helpful. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.
Are you still focused on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holiday shopping season when probably what you should be doing is keeping an eye out towards the plan that you have for 2024? Now, we here at Perpetual Traffic want to help you make 2024 the best business year you've ever had online and help you do that through everything that we talk about here on this podcast. Well, for 10 lucky businesses, we are going to offer through the end of the year January 1st is our cutoff date. We are offering 10 free audits for 10 lucky businesses. We will go through everything from all of your ad spend on all your social platforms. We'll do everything on your website, analyze all your CRO, as well as look at your data, how you're tracking, as well as look at your email sequences, everything associated with your digital marketing, wrap it up into an audit, give you a score and tell you exactly where you most need to improve. And we are offering this to 10 businesses for free through the end of the year. In order to get your free audit, head on over to tier11.com, fill out the application and make mention in the actual notes section that you heard about this promo for the free audit on perpetual traffic and we'll bump you to the front of the line. Now, this is for 10 businesses only. We have a limit of 10. We literally do not have more capacity to be able to do more than that because I actually do have to give my people between Christmas and New Year's off. So they've got to work really quickly. So the quicker you can get this and submit it, the better, and we're going to take the first 10 that apply. So make sure you head over to tier11.com forward slash audit. For your free audit, we will look at every aspect of your digital marketing, give you a rating, and then give our recommendations as to what you can improve so you have the best year ever in 2024. 